great to be in God's house this morning. If you would just take a moment, I want you all to go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise of what He's already done this morning in this altar. I have had this message burning in my soul for probably about a month um, when Pastor Sean asked if I was available, and then everything kind of came to fruition. So um, I won't be long. I'm not long-winded. Can I get a yay, Shauna? But I do feel like this is a message that as a church and as children of God, we need to hear because we are living in the last days. If you don't know that newsflash, we are living in the last days and this thing's getting ready to wrap up. And our job as children of God is to take as many people to heaven with us as possible. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about don't forget the salt. On January the 2nd, 2023 this year Buffalo Bills safety Damar Hamlin collapsed and stopped breathing on the field after making a tackle during the first quarter of the game anybody see that game yes it's football season and basketball season and that is what is in my house 24-7 but as I was watching and I seen him collapse immediately I was like oh Lord please let that young man be okay but what followed astounded me Just really, it takes a lot. Uh, If you don't realize, I'm pretty old. I'm getting up there. But I've seen a lot of things in my life. And it takes a lot anymore to shock me. But this shocked me. And it's like, Shauna, what, what, what did you see? Well, I seen on national television a culture, a community, a nation that had once condemned Christianity or shun the belief of God, they were asking, no begging for prayer. Not to Buddha, not to Muhammad, not to Allah. They didn't say, let's take a moment of silence. No, they were begging for prayer for this young man from Jehovah, our God, our Heavenly Father. Even the days that followed, TV announcers. I remember watching ESPN and one of the commentators stopped and he said, I'm going to pray. And he prayed in the name of Jesus to Father God for this young man. And uh, they continually on the public stage began to pray and God performed a miracle for that young man. As we all know, he's alive and he's recovering. A miracle right before our very eyes. It was astounding to hear the people talk about it weeks after and and still yet. And I remember a woman coming to my office on that Wednesday and she said, Shauna, I believe God is showing people exactly who he is. And I agree. That was a moment. And I do believe that we've seen the power of God move. But I want more. I want to see more. I want to hear more. This is a start. And there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I believe this is a start of revival. But call me a little selfish. I think we need a little bit more than a revival. I want to see a great awakening. So what's a great awakening? It's when God comes and shakes us. He shakes the nation. He shakes the church. 
It's a macro revival. It's huge. It's culture-wide and nation-inspiring. So how does a great awakening come to be? It starts with us. It starts with me. And it starts with you. It's time we get back to being the salt and the light. It's what God has called us to be. So today I want to talk to you a little bit on don't forget the salt. If you'll stand with me. I'm going to be reading in 2 Kings chapter 2. I'm going to be skipping around just a little bit, so hold tight. But 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 9 through 14. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon thee. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire, horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them into two pieces. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. And he went back, and he stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and he smote the waters. And he said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. Going down to verse 19 through 22. And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord seeth. But the water is not, and the ground is barren. And he said, Bring me a new cruise, and put salt therein. And they brought it to him. And he went forth into the spring of waters and cast the salt in there and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed unto this day, according to the saying of Elisha when he spoke. Now I'm going over into the New Testament, Matthew chapter 5 and 13. He says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor... How shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. If you would, stretch your hands toward heaven and pray with me and for me this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and we praise you above all. Lord, I want to thank you for the presence that we've already felt this morning. The works that you have already started in this congregation. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you continue, that your spirit would continue to flow through this service, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would open up our hearts, open up our ears to hear what you had to say with us. Lord, I pray that you would save, you would sanctify, fill with your Holy Spirit, and let everything that is done be for your glory and your glory only. Lord, I thank you and I praise you. Amen. Now, the first passage of Scripture that we just read, we see where Elisha had asked for a double portion of anointing that was upon Elijah's life. 
You see, Elijah is possibly one of the most well-known prophets of the Old Testament. He's known for the miracles that God brought in his hand. The heavens closing its windows from rain. The child being raised from the dead. The widow being fed by the meal barrel. And the fire raining down upon the altar in front of the prophets of Baal. These were all through Elijah. He is known for his obedience. He is known for his stand against sin. For his relationship with God and for his boldness. He's also known for his ability to pray. James chapter 5 16 started halfway down that verse to 18. It says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. He prayed. God heard. Wow. What a mighty man of God. And here we have Elisha asking for a double portion of the anointing that was on Elijah's life. That's how we should be. We should want a double portion. We need a double portion of God's anointing in these last days. You see, my father, some of you all remember him and some of you all never met him. But he was a minister in the church of God for many, many years. In my eyes, he was a spiritual giant, mighty man of God. If I ever needed anything, he's who I ran to. And now that I look back, I know to run to the main source, to God. But he, he was my, my crutch. He's who I ran to. Dad, I need an answer for this. Oh, and he'd make me so mad. He'd go, have you prayed about it? really, old man, if I had, I wouldn't be coming to you. But he had such an anointing, and I had such faith in him that whatever he talked to God about was going to come to fruition. You see, he would get up no matter when. If he, he was speaking in church, if it was preaching, if it was taking up the offering, prayer request, or even call to worship, you felt the anointing flow from him. But he's gone. And I need more than what he had. I need a double portion of God's anointing. My children need more than what I have. They need a double portion of God's anointing. And my grandchildren, even though I don't have any yet, they're going to need more than anyone of God's anointing. We need to pray for a double portion of God's anointing. But the anointing that God placed upon his life is not going to be enough. Elisha knew that. We all need a double portion that we have never felt or seen. This is crucial for a great awakening. It is vital for these last days. So, Shauna, how do we receive it? Simple. We ask. We ask. What did Elisha do? Elisha simply asked. Looking back at 2 and 9, he said, And it came to pass 
when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. He asked. He had seen all God had done through Elijah. He knew Elijah was getting ready to leave, and he knew it was going to take more of God's power with the state of the nation. We find ourselves in the same situation. We have seen and we have heard miracles from the past. A lot of our elders, mighty men and women of God, are leaving this world. We are left to finish building the kingdom. And it is going to take more of God's anointing than ever before. But we have yet to ask. John chapter 15 and 7 says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done. Do you desire a double portion of God's anointing? Do you desire him to use you in a mighty way? Do you desire to build his kingdom? Are you happy with my four and no more? I have people ask me all the time, because we talk about the anointing of God, and they say, well, does God even move like that anymore? Does he even perform miracles and healings that, like that anymore? Because technology is so vast, and he's, and it, don't get me wrong. Don't be like, oh, Shauna said we're not supposed to go to the doctor. Yes, you are supposed to go to the doctor. And yes, the Lord gives them the mind to be able to help us. So don't. However, there is some things even the doctor can't do that God can do. And yes, he is still performing miracles. And yes, his spirit will still move like that today like he did back then. You see, in my eyes, every time someone is saved or rededicated their life, that to me is the greatest miracle of all. He has literally snatched you from the pits of hell and brought you back to life. We were dead men walking. And when he saved our soul, he brought us back to life. You see, he not only heals our miracles that way in salvation, but he's also doing physical, mental, and emotional healings. You see, just a little over two years ago, and some of you all know this, some of you all were in the old building when this took place. My daughter, she's 13. She'll be 14 here pretty soon. But... Uh, Kyra had been having some issues, and we had went to several doctors. And um, every one of us was telling us the same thing. Every test was telling us the same thing. And my daughter was clinically deaf in her left ear. Now, me being the parent that I am, I've got three kids. I thought she had selective hearing. <laughs> yes, I'm going to admit, bad mom. I was like, okay, I would get so upset. Mom, I didn't hear you. Yes, you did. You heard me. I know you heard me. And I'd get all over and she's like, I didn't hear you. Well, when the doctor said, I promise you, she didn't hear you. Well, my heart broke. But she was clinically deaf in her left ear. We had already looked at hearing aids and she had picked out the newest model that had Bluetooth so she could sync her phone up to her hearing aid. But they had told us that the hearing aid might not be enough. The last test that we went through, we were looking at a possible cochlear implant. And it was a Sunday morning. 
just like today. And Pastor Sean felt led to pray for Kyra. Just like God had moved in Bible days, he moved upon my daughter. He made the deaf ear hear. Now she hears perfect without assistance. We got to return the hearing aids. So you've come too late to tell me that his spirit does not move like it used to. What has changed? We have changed. He wants to do more, and I want to see more. I want to feel more. So I want to see more salvations. I want to see more deliverances, more strongholds broken, more healings. And we need a double portion. And it all starts with us. And all we must do is ask. You see, God gave Elisha a double portion. And he went on to do so many mighty works for the Lord. He was so anointed that even after he died, when a dead man was placed on his bones, the man stood to his feet alive. Second Kings 13 and 21 says, So it was, as they were burying a man, that suddenly they spied a band of raiders. And they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood to his feet. What about having that much power of God running through your bones that even after you're dead, he's still performing miracles through you? What would it be like for us to be walking through the grocery store and somebody brush up against us and we're so full of the power of God that they're healed? How about walking into a room and we are so full of that double anointing that God wants to get us that those that are out in sin feel the conviction and immediately have to hit their knees and ask for God to save their souls. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to experience. But why are we not experiencing that? We think it's unattainable. Why do we think it's unattainable? We have let too much of the world filter into our walk with Christ. We have become influenced by them. Talking about the world. And we're too concerned about fitting in. And we're too concerned about offending someone that we have compromised our stand. We've compromised our stand. Now I want to go to the second passage. I want to talk to you a little bit about some self. Second Kings 2, 19 and 22. And says, And the men in the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord seeth, but the water is not, and the ground barren. And he said, Bring me a new cruise, and put salt therein. And they brought it to him. And he went forth into the spring of waters, and cast the salt in there, and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed unto this day, according to the saying of Elisha, which he spoke. You see, after Elisha had seen Elijah, 
caught up into the whirlwind, and he had picked up his mantle, and he had smote the waters, and they divided hither and thither. We find him in the city of Jericho. And the men of the city was asking for a miracle. And this is what they said. The men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant. Pleasant. But the water is not, and the ground is barren. They told Elisha that the city was pleasant. But the water is bitter, and the ground is not fruitful. There was no harvest. Wow. Can you see the parallel to today? Where we live, the space we have to worship, our environment is pleasant. Very nice. We have freedom in this country to worship, and we have an outstanding place to do so. And in all reality, our lives, for the most part, is pleasant. But what about the water? What about the fields? What about the harvest? You see, a lot of Christians today have become bitter. Their water is no good. I told my son, Keaton, the title of this sermon, and he quickly responded, the church is already too salty. We kind of laugh, and it is funny, but it's true. I hear all the time, you know, Shauna, I had to work this Sunday. It was awful. Oh, I'm so sorry you had to work. Why was it awful? Church people. Really? Really? I'm talking, this was from a lady that works at the grocery store. I hear it all the time of waitresses and waiters and hostesses that work at, you know, restaurants. But this was a lady that works at Kroger. And she said, I hate working Sundays. They're so rude. They're so salty. They're bitter. That's the wrong kind of salt. It's the wrong kind of salt. They have become bitter and salty in the wrong way. Verse 20 and 21 says, And he said, Bring me a new cruise, and put salt therein. And they brought it to him, and he went forth into the spring of the waters and cast the salt in there. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. When the men asked for Elisha's help, Elisha asked them for a new vessel, one without spot, one without crack, clean, blemish-free vessel. That's what God's looking for a clean vessel that he can use. And he told them to put salt in it. It's a clean vessel. So while it's already nice and shiny and pretty, but he said salt. So why salt? You see, salt has many uses. One of those uses is a purifier. Did you know that there are over 14 different types of salt in the world? in the world. I was floored. I only knew about four of them. And they all have different flavors and different uses. But this is what caught my attention. Not all of them can purify. 14 different ones. They all have a purpose, but not all of them can purify. You see, God's called us 
to be the salt of the earth. We are called the salt of the earth. As children of God, that's what we are. In Matthew 5 and 13, he says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You see, I'm afraid we have let too much of the world come into our lives and we are losing our flavor. We are using the wrong salt. I like to bake. It's just something I do at home and then I kind of give it out. But that's my stress reliever. I know, absolute crazy. I'll be up at midnight making cookies, something. But I love the mess. I love the flour. I love the sugar. But I use three different types of salt. Table salt, kosher, and sea salt. Those are the three that I use in my baking. Now, if I use the wrong type of salt in one of my recipes, what do you think happens? It either has no flavor or it's too salty. And it can't be eat or nobody wants to eat it. This is where we're at today. Are you using the right salt? Are we being who God has called us to be? When I think about salt, what is it exactly? We know it adds flavor. It purifies. It preserves. But one thing that caught my attention was everything we use salt on is influenced by it one way or the other. Now, I went to Chicago last week. We had a sales meeting, and there was a lot of motivational speakers. And there was a lady on the last day, and she was trying to help us build our business. We're going into online ordering and all of that stuff, and she's trying to teach us how to use Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Praise God, we've hired young girls to be able to do that because this little lady does not. But in the social media world, we have what's called influencers. Y'all ever heard that word before? An influencer. And that's what she was talking about was becoming an influencer, you know, in your business so it would grow and you would have that moment to increase profits and whatsoever. But I got to thinking about the case. She, she gave six characteristics of the influencer. And on our flight back to Lexington, from Chicago to Lexington, it just, and we weren't even talking about the sermon, nothing. And it dawned on me that salt influences. And these six characteristics that she gave should be the six characteristics of a child of God as an influencer of the world. And this is what she said. Number one, has presence and charisma. Two, appears accessible. Three, encourages engagement. Four, inspires duplication. Five, uses power to create results. And six, success is time-bound. When we are being the salt of the earth and using the right salt, all of these characteristics should be a part of us. We should have presence and charisma. When we walk into a room, there should be no question that we're a child of God. Amen? And we're happy about it. We're happy about it. There is joy. There is peace. There is love oozing out of every part of our being. There should be no question. We belong to him. We should appear accessible. What does that mean? 
we must be approachable, which means we have to make eye contact. We don't need to go around with our head down all the time. But we should be someone with open arms to show the love of God. No judgment, no condemnation. That's not our job. We're to love them. We're to show them the love of Christ. We should encourage engagement. Let them ask the hard questions. Well, Shauna, what if I don't know how to answer? I have the answer for you. Get into his word right here. No hit inside and out. So when they come, and even if they want to debate with you, you know that there's no debate. You know without a shadow of a doubt who you are, whose you are, and what his word says. So encourage that engagement. An influencer inspires duplication. I want what they've got. How do they stay calm, loving, joyous when their world seems to be falling apart? What makes them different? We should inspire duplication. Five, uses power to create results. That goes back to the double anointing. Allowing God to anoint and use us in a mighty way for the building of his kingdom. You've got to be willing to be used by him in any circumstance and at all times. And then number six, your success is time bound. What does that mean? We're running out of time, people. We're running out of time. John chapter 9 and 4, Jesus said, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. We are living in the last days. This thing is wrapping up, and we only have a short time to pick up the mantle, be the salt that God has called us to be. Nicholas, you can come to the music. But before we ask for a double portion, and before we can be the salt of the earth, there's one thing that we must do. You all have heard this scripture time and time again. But let it sink in. In 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, he says, If my people, I'm a my people. If you're a born-again, blood-bought child of God, you're a my people. This is who he's talking to. He's not talking to the ones that don't know him. He's talking to the ones that know him and live in his way. If my people who are called by my name, I've been called. Have you been called? Will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. We should want more than his hand to move. I want to see his face. And turn from their wicked ways. Well, Sean, I don't really see him. I don't think that's what he's talking about. I think, in other words, get the world out. You got too much world in you. Clean it up. Get it out. If you'll seek me, if you will pray, if you will turn from the world, get it out. Get it out. No more compromise. Then will I hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin. And I will heal their 
land. We must seek Him first. Get the world out. No more compromise. No more the best of both worlds. As the song says, keep the first thing first. That's Him. Keep Him first in all things. Not some things. Not certain things. All. A-L-L. That's everything. Everything. Then with the clean vessel, we can add the salt and receive the double portion of His anointing that we so desperately need in these last days. If you'll stand with me. I want to take this opportunity to invite you, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior first and foremost, I want to invite you to meet Him today. Today's your day. If you knew Him once and you've allowed the wrong influences to consume your life, well, today's a good day to start over. Amen? And if you long for God to use you and you want that double portion that was talked about today, now's the time to ask. And if you have just completely forgot to add the salt or your salt is losing its flavor, or maybe you're using the wrong salt. You're not being the influencer God has called you to be. Now's the time to make it right. Don't forget.